0: I am Sally Button Mitchell, and you are listening to Sally B. Explains Chemistry. Today, I have a special guest to explain a new campaign called New Chemists Invent Green Chemistry. I've met this person at the American Chemical Society meeting for the Teacher Day program when he came in and he spoke about green chemistry to teachers in the San Francisco area. When he was done with his talk, Not only did I have tears in my eyes, I changed the way I teach chemistry. I thought more about applying the 12 principles of green chemistry into my lessons. I changed most of my demos to apply these principles, and really I changed most of my labs. This person changed the way I teach. So John, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself.
1: My name is John Warner, I'm the co-founder of Beyond Benign, the President and Chief Technology Officer of the Warner Babcock Institute, and the Distinguished Professor of Green Chemistry at Monash University.
0: The Chemist Invent Green campaign celebrates inventors who use chemistry to solve global challenges and provide society with greener technologies and products. So John, tell us, what is green chemistry? And how does it relate to invention?
1: Every time you open up the newspaper, you turn on the radio, you look on the internet, we hear about these things that are causing problems in our society and in our environment. We hear about these dyes that cause cancer, and we hear about these plasticizers that cause birth defects. We hear about these monomers that are endocrine disruptors. We say to ourselves, oh my God, this is so so problematic. How are we going to deal with all these things? And that's worthy of taking a moment and actually asking that again. How are we going to deal with all of these things? They, the solutions to these types of problems, to come up with materials that don't have negative impact on human health and the environment is the discipline that's called green chemistry. And it doesn't happen spontaneously because people want it to happen. It is a set of skills that people need to develop to be able to respond to these problems. And so green chemistry, at the end of the day, is the inventive path to solving these very, very important solutions that are facing our society.
0: Inventive path. What does it mean to you to be an inventor then?
1: I believe that all of us, we are born as natural inventors, I think that being able to look at the world and come up with solutions isn't something that you need years of training, isn't something that you need to have to have all these textbooks and all these classes and all these grades to do. Yes, there are skill sets that need to be honed to enable you to be accomplished, it, but that first step of imagining a solution, looking at the world and saying, I wonder how I can solve that problem, that isn't actually inside the field of chemistry, it's actually something that's far more human. And if we look at the history of chemistry and we look at the people who are generally becoming chemists, we need them. But what we also need are the people that aren't traditionally thinking about becoming chemists. There's this old saying, you know, if you do things the way you've always done them, you're always going to get the same solution. We need new eyes. We need new ideas into chemistry. We need the musicians. We need the athletes. We need the people that look at the world from a different place. If the chemical enterprises was inclusive and welcome diversity 50 years ago, we would not have the issues that we have now. And if we're going to have a sustainable future, we need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, who's going to invent these solutions? And it's not just the traditional people who want to be chemists. It's people who want to do really important things and be get the skills to be able to solve these problems, and that, I hope, is a little bit of all of us.
0: So you talk about inventors and diversity and what we need to become green chemists, but what's changing now in research and the universities? What's going on?
1: Right now, we have a, a little bit of a problem in the world. The problem is, is that big industries are stopping doing fundamental research. University research is focused more on a different uh, edge of publishing papers in journals and creating fundamental science. But what's missing and becoming even more missing as the years go by is that purposeful applied research to solve immediate pragmatic problems. And I think that the, the practical people, the people with their feet on the grounds, maybe a little bit of their head in the clouds, but the people who have this desire to have pragmatic and important impact today on things that are important for our society today need to step up to the plate and become inventors and learn the material sciences and to come up with a way of inventing these non-toxic, environmentally benign technologies, because the, the clock is ticking, we are running out of time and these solutions aren't going to happen by themselves, they are going to be nurtured and the midwifery of science is going to create these technologies and we need a whole lot of people working together, collaborating and learning the skills that we call the principles of green chemistry to make this happen.
0: So why is green chemistry so important?
1: I worked at Polaroid for ten years. I was into photography. It's really interesting. A few years ago, I was rummaging through my my drawers and I found an old roll of film. It was a thirty five millimeter roll of film. And I had no idea when I took that photograph. I had no idea what was on that film. And actually, it's kind of struggled. What do you do with a roll of film now these days? I didn't even know how to develop it. So I found out where to bring it, and I got it. And I was very excited because when I got that film developed, it was, like, just so magical because I had no idea what was on that film. When we science educators, people who are on the front line of creating being educated for the next generation we're making images on the roles of film within our students' minds and we have no idea and unfortunately we probably won't even be around to actually see that film developed in the future but every, in, every opportunity we have to influence the importance of dedicating one's life to things that are meaningful not only to, to do important things for society but to give self-respect and that discipline to want to do something purposeful that's what the future desperately needs. I think that's what our students want. We need to convince them that they're capable and give them the self-esteem and the belief in themselves that they can accomplish that. And I think that's what great science mentoring and great science education is, is giving that gift of simultaneously self-discipline, but also the belief in oneself.
0: Thank you, John, for your time today. And before we go, could you share some advice for students out there, teachers out there, anyone out there listening of what we do if we have these students who want to solve environmental challenges?
1: My advice to students who want to make a difference, that want to step up to the plate and learn green chemistry and how to invent technologies to help society My um probably the advice is to recognize the duality of the task at hand. There is the education process, just taking the classes, taking the tests, getting the degrees, and that that's a certain mechanical process to give oneself the license to get in the lab and to create. But it's also important to remember that that isn't the definition of self, that the creativity, the inspiration to solve problems is something separate from what is the result of education education gives one the tools to invent and to create but that spark of creation isn't something that someone else gives you it's inside of all of us and we all have our ability to think and imagine different ways of doing things and we need to really keep that separate you don't want to tie in All that that matters in the future is understanding what has happened in the past. That is not what innovation is about. Innovation is imagining things that no one has imagined before, and you're not taught that. That's something that you have to be free and self-confident to express within yourself. So the education gives you the tools to do that. People can imagine a song, but they still need to learn to play a piano. Need to learn to play the guitar to make that song a reality. Learning the instrument and coming up with the song are two very different things. And it's the same thing in science. There is the tools and the skills to do the science, but that imagination and creativity is something personal and unique and part of who you are. And so my advice is to never forget that who you are is separate from your education. The two go hand in hand, but you are not your education. You are you, your education enables you.
0: Thank you again, John for your time and teaching us about green chemistry. And if you would like to find out more about John Warner or green chemistry, go to beyondbenign.org or check out the links on my website, sallybchemistry.com. This is Sally B explains chemistry, and just remember, let's go green.